Welcome to the Love You More podcast. This is Jennifer, your host. Wish you could see me right now. Got some new headphones and they are fly. They actually make me look like I'm about to go fly as a pilot. Very silly, but I don't know. Hopefully the audio is a bit better and maybe it's a bit more clear coming through wherever you are listening to this. So I just got out of the shower. It's a um, Tuesday night and I love Tuesday nights because my wonderful husband uh, takes our three boys to ski practice and I'm actually asleep by the time they get home at nine o'clock at night usually. Um, So I kind of have an evening to myself and you know, I was just kind of winding down for the evening and in the shower. And I started kind of thinking through some stuff that I've been doing lately and questioning it, you know, questioning these actions, questioning the direction I was taking, because it feels like I'm taking some steps that are moving in the wrong direction. Um, I, I have a scale It's a body composition scale, so it measures um, body fat percentage and muscle mass and weight. And um, I step on that thing probably, you know, once a month or so just to kind of see where body composition goes. Um, I justify that by, I justify that by saying with aging and falling now into what I would, I think I'm starting to to move into perimenopause, um, the body changing and noticing that, you know, body comp, it's, it's very common that we as women, like you women don't know this already, but, you know, start to gain potentially, potentially gain some weight, potentially gain some body fat, lose muscle mass at a faster rate. And so my attempt to control that I don't like saying that word, but let's be honest. Uh, it's to step on the scale once a month and see what those numbers show me. And I don't know. I, it's, it's so easy to go back and forth and say, no, but you need to know those numbers. Muscle mass is so important and you don't want to lose muscle mass. Um, but w- knowing that data, how much does it change what I do anyway, right? I already know that movement is important for me. I know that cardiovascular work is important for my mood. I I mean, I know why I do exercise and I don't do exercise for the only purpose of body composition. I do exercise for many, many, many reasons. But would I be lying to myself and to you if I said there wasn't a part of me that, yes, does exercise for fear of weight gain? Yep. That's real. I don't like saying that and it almost like puts a lump in my throat because I feel like I should be beyond that, you know? Uh, Should be beyond that. I mean, let's have some comfort for ourselves. If you also share that with me, if you sometimes also exercise because you're afraid of weight gain, um, look at the world we live in. Why does that make sense? It makes sense for a lot of reasons. And now that we've got all of these 
weight loss injectables and people losing weight, um, it's kind of in our faces more than I think it's ever really been before. And as I said in a blog post I recently wrote in our for our company, McDaniel Nutrition, I'm very grateful for those medications. They're bringing people extended lives, you know, for who, for, for those individuals who need it. And the unfortunate part is that, yes, there's a lot of people on these medications that it's not indicated for them or they didn't really get it through the right qualified health practitioner or they not working with a dietitian or, you know, somebody or therapist along the way to help them with the mental side of weight loss. But, um, I digress. Uh, that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, so I'm in the shower and I'm like, you know, I, it's January. <laughs> Need I say more about how we feel about ourselves in the Midwest in January? Just harder. It's harder. It's darker. It's, I've been so unmotivated to go outside. And even my dog won't even go for a walk lately. It's like I try to be like, oh, I've got a dog now. I'll be forced to walk outside. She doesn't even go because she's scared of everything. That's another topic too. So I have found myself with this feeling of January, the feeling of not moving as much, the feeling of coming off of the holidays, the feeling of perimenopause with big underground zits on my face. I've been feeling a little rumpola. And I um, I rent clothes from a a rental place over the holidays called Newly. It's really, really fun. Probably stop it now that the holidays are over. But um, and yeah, like some of the jean sizes that I typically wear weren't fitting the way they used to. So I'm like, okay, well, I should, I should start weighing myself a bit more. I should be more aware of these tiny changes. Let me start controlling myself and falling back into old patterns. And by old patterns. I mean, patterns of when I was in college, this is when I remember control being the hardest or control being mm, the most problematic. Um, I had a relationship with a, a boy and a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend. <laughs> I had a boyfriend. And um, we dated in high school and we dated throughout college and he ended up uh, cheating on me. Yes. If you're listening to this, I'm still, I'm still letting go of that. <laughs> He's not listening to this, I promise. Um, but anyway, so at, at that point, I kind of just like that shattered me and I, uh, moved into some disorder, disordered eating that turned into a pretty full blown eating disorder with anorexia nervosa. And I struggled with that for a couple of years and, into graduate school, you know, of course, my degree was nutrition, but into graduate school, I had a therapist and went on a um, went on Wellbutrin for a little while throughout graduate school and really made some like pretty awesome strides in the right direction. And so and nowhere near have I been ever. I don't I don't think about food. I don't that in that way ever. Um, so I, I feel like I got a pretty good pretty good recovery story with the therapist work that I did and the c conjunction with some medication. And um, 
I actually never really met with, I guess she was, I'm trying to remember. I think I did work with a dietitian for, for a little bit, but um, anyway, that was the extreme of control. Uh, what looks like control now on the surface appears to be healthier, but it's still not healthy. While I was in the shower, I thought, God, what if I went out and I just threw away the effing scales? I just threw them away. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. PJ might, you know, he occasionally checks in on himself. He might be mad that I threw him out and uh, let's give it a minute. But yeah, let's stop weighing because I was like, okay, I'm going to weigh most days of the week and I'm going to see if I can kind of get down to the percent body fat that I've been the last couple of years. And I'm going to clean up some eating patterns a little bit that I've been more relaxed around. And what else did I throw on myself? Oh, I need to try to take 10,000 steps a day and not be so sedentary. And just little things like that. All on the surface, all by current culture standards and norms, very appropriate. Got some things I talk to my clients about. But there's this part of me that's angry at that. It's tired of that. It doesn't want any more of that. But it's so effing scary to think about letting go, letting go of control. And just trusting, you know, it's not even that I don't trust my body. I, I really fully trust my body. I got great hunger and fullness cues that tell me when I've had enough. I love food that is good for my body. I love movement for the sake of just moving. I love nature. I love all of the things that current knowledge tells us will keep me in a pretty healthy space till I die. You know, I mean, God willing, there's going to be some things that are going to happen that are obviously out of my control. But from a health and wellness perspective, I like all the things that are keeping me in the right, keeping me healthy. Are they going to keep me at this really tightly controlled body composition goal that I have, though? Probably not. You know, I mean, my body's going to want to do what it wants to do. So what do I do with that? Can I be okay with that? I don't know, but I do know that I was moving in the wrong direction and I I feel pretty humbled by sharing that out loud. And there are thoughts that which I I'm going to choose not to um, engage with. Oh, that's a thought. The thought was that I was going to say was, oh, well, people might not even want to work with you anymore, Jennifer, if you're already admitting that you have struggles yourself in this area. Or, you know, I've got this hope. I don't know if this is going to come to fruition or not, but um, working with the St. Louis City Soccer Club and they tightly control body composition in elite athletes, right? So I'm going to be in a culture where that's pretty much the norm, but yet I am rejecting that for myself. So 
I'm just thinking out loud here today with you all and I did a retreat um, about six to eight months ago where I won't get into it, but I really was able to understand at that retreat how angry I was at that part of me. I'm studying right now um, internal family systems, the IFS, no bad parts work. I don't know if you all have heard of that, but it's very good. And so I'm just going to kind of utilize that language right now. But I'm going to, I realized at that retreat how angry part of me that was at this con other controlling part of me that wanted to just stay within the comfort zone, really. Stay within this small, this is what Jennifer looks like. This is what she's looked like for a really long time. This is how she's done it. Like, don't mess it up. Don't go another direction. Don't give up on that. You stay that way. That's the safest thing to do. You just keep controlling. Step on the scale. Eat the right foods. Know your body composition. And then there's a really big other part of me that's like, F that. You don't have to do that anymore. Choose joy. Choose self-acceptance fully. Your husband is still going to love you. And if he didn't, well, that says something. <laughs> oh, man, I have not worked this one out. Let me tell you, this is still very much unfolding. This is at like peeling back. Not the onion. I don't like that analogy. I prefer artichoke leaves because the heart is way delicious, <laughs> more delicious than an onion. Uh, so I'm peeling back some artichoke leaves to get to a very juicy heart of peace, acceptance, love. And letting go of some control. And I'm committing to that through this podcast and this work with you all on the Love You More podcast. And the scale that I have under my bed with a little notepad is not coming out tomorrow. It's going to stay in the cobwebs where the cats hide when the dog chases them. I'll keep you posted if it's worth it. And if any of this resonates with you and you're in your mid-40s or 50s and you're kind of feeling some of these things and you want to work with someone who is real and honest and gets it, it's not just me. I know here's my plug for my team, but the stuff that I'm talking about is the stuff that, well, I would say many of our dietitians are probably a little more evolved in some of these areas than I am. Um, for sure. But you know what? It is where it is. I am where I am. I'm learning and growing and sharing and hopefully helping. Love you more, friends.